Welcome to the 10 Minute Money Podcast. My name is John Dyer, and as always, I'm joined by Paul Erickson. Paul and I are independent financial advisors with Royal Oak Financial Advisors in Royal Oak, Michigan. And today we're going to talk about the year that was 2022, and we're going give to give everyone our outlook for 2023. How's it going, Paul? Yeah, great, John. It's good to be here this morning. I cannot believe how many people have asked us when the next podcast is coming out. Yeah, apparently a lot of people listen to this like, now. <laughs> well, I've had at least half a dozen people reach out and ask me. Right. I know you have too. I have too this past week. So we're finally getting our podcast out to everyone today. Just a couple weeks late. Yep, but this is great. Better late than never. Amen. So last year, we saw a lot of things drive the market down. Some of the biggest factors, well, I think the biggest factor was the Fed raising interest rates, would you say? I agree. Yeah. I don't think we've ever had a year where we had that many interest rate hikes in one calendar year. I think that was the most I've ever, I can remember. Yeah. Jay Powell really likes to raise interest rates. He, he, I think he, back in uh, December of 2018, we had one of the worst Decembers the market had seen because Jay Powell decided to raise the interest rates really fast that month. Yeah. And then... Uh, right. He realized he had to back off. Right. I know. I just feel like 22, he said they, you know, inflation was transitory and then quickly had to reverse that when he saw how bad inflation was. I mean, the price of oil, I mean, it was going on $5 a gallon at some places. It was 4 you know, $4 in February and March last year. And I think with high gas, high oil, the barrel of oil was so high, it just trickled into everything. I've never thought about grocery bills until 22. I would just go into a grocery store, buy what I want, and get out and never think about it. Last year, I had to really think, oh my gosh, look at the price of eggs, look at the price of... You know, the meat, everything was up. It was really surprising how, what an impact inflation made last year to a lot of people. Right. We saw the highest inflation we've seen since the late 70s. We were up over 7% inflation last year, which is something we are not used to seeing because the last 10 years, we've seen record low inflation. It's been like... In the twos, ones and twos. Twos, yeah. Yeah. Mainly mainly the twos. Low twos, high ones. 1.99 is what we've averaged. Right. I think we're going to, we're going to, we're going to go back. The inflation will go back to similar to where it was going into last year, but it's going to take us a while to get there. I think it's going to take us a while. We've printed a ton of money and I mean, we have to digest all of these trillions of dollars that the government's made through COVID and for all these other reasons. Uh, there's just a lot of money that was printed. It's going to take a while for inflation to come down. Right. The Fed should have been raising interest rates probably prior to 2018, probably yeah, I agree. four or five years prior to long. that, and they didn't yeah. do anything. They missed their opportunity. Yeah. It, things would have been a lot easier to deal with in the pandemic for the Fed had they had higher interest rates that they could lower to a more normal rate. When they're at 3%, you can only cut it so far. 
So now we are where we are. We've raised interest rates really fast and that's caused the market to go down to, to get on top of inflation. Right, right. Yeah, and it just, and it wreaked havoc for a lot of the stocks and the market overall. I think once they realized how tough inflation was and how hard that was to compete and interest rates going up, companies now can't borrow at 1%. They have to pay 5 or 6% to borrow money. It really took a lot of their profits. And so I think that's a huge reason why the S&P 500 was down 18 and the NASDAQ was down 22, 24. I mean, it was right. it was a it was a horrible year for the markets. So first they cut pro, or their profits go down, then they cut jobs, which we've started to see Amazon laying off people, Google laying off people. Right. So in this type of environment, bad news is actually good news. Mm-hmm. So when you start seeing layoffs, it actually means we're getting close close to the end of this we call uh, a Fed-mandated recession because the Fed is causing this recession by raising interest rates. So once you start seeing the job lay, jobs being laid off, uh, you, you may see the Fed start easing raising interest rates. Right. I think, yeah. I think that is going to be on the horizon. So what, what yeah, are some, without a doubt. What are some of the other issues that cause the market to go down? Right. I, I do think the war in Ukraine impacted... The oil market, the Russian oil embargo, and you know the Western countries not buying oil from Russia. Some of those issues did that fed into it. I mean, anytime you have a war in Europe, it's not good for the markets, right? And we saw that in February, the market went way down when Russia invaded the Ukraine for the first for the first time. There, uh, the the markets dipped probably. 10% in a week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was not good. Uh, it just disrupts so many supply chains. I mean, you saw the price of wheat and bread and all these things that you know, it was just uncontrollable once Russia went in. That that was another factor. Uh, another factor was the lingering effects of COVID, maybe not here, but in China. Yeah. So China still had shutdowns until recently, and they make a lot of the world's products, which again is causing prices to go up. Another thing that I wanted to touch on too, going back to the Fed raising interest rates, usually when the Fed raises interest rates, bond prices fall. So we also saw a bad year for the bond market as well. So not only stocks, but bonds both got hit. I think they said it was the worst year for the 60-40 portfolio right. in at least I, 30 years, I think. I think since the Great Depression is what I saw. Since the Great Depression. Since the late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, and the 60-40 portfolio is a very common portfolio across the United States. People have 60% in stocks and 40% in bonds, and that worked for a long time. But last year, that was down 20%, the 60-40 portfolio. It was down significantly. Right. And then those people that may be in crypto, <laughs> they crypto. were down 75% last year. I mean, yeah. so there was no safe place last year other than cash. But even if you're sitting in cash, inflation's, inflation's eating, eating away at it. So so if you didn't lose a, a lot of money last year, you did. You, you were did good. Good. Yeah. 
it was it was yeah, trying you, not to lose your right. Shirt yeah, you, you try to you win by not losing a, a ton. You know, you just it was a tough year for everybody. Everybody looking ahead for twenty twenty three. My my view of twenty twenty three is we're gonna start the year off rocky. We've actually started this this first month has actually been pretty yeah January's pretty decent been pretty good for the market. We've had a nice little run up in yeah. the market, uh, but I still think we we're gonna see some more down weeks, maybe even a down month here yeah. in the market. Again, we're still not over inflation, so that's still lingering out there, and. Uh, we, we still, there's still some other factors out there that could push the market down. Like, uh, the debt ceiling, you hear a lot of that. If we exceed the debt ceiling, I think you do see a really bad week in the market. It happened back in 2009 was the last time we exceeded the debt ceiling and the market was down probably 7% in a week, but the economy was much weaker back then. So I think this time, you know, we may be down five, six percent. Um, but last time when it happened, the market had bounced back a month later. So I, I don't think it would be a long term thing. Yeah, I think they'll figure out that debt ceiling issue. I believe the Fed still wants to see more job, job cuts for 23. You know, if the Fed, the Fed is going to announce on February 1st either a quarter point raise or a 50 basis point raise. I still think he's going to hold the line and say inflation is still a problem. We're going to keep raising until we get the job done, and we're going to raise it again if we need to. When he eventually gets to the point, and hopefully in 2023, earlier than later, and Jerome Powell says, we're going to just take a break, we're going to pause, I think the market is going to go into rally mode. But my prediction is we have two or three more bad months of market performance. I think a, a 7 to 10% pullback is still in the cards for 2023. Then we start a new bull market. I think we start a new bull market in, in 23 and we end positive. I, I agree. I think, I think you're right. I think we're going to see a pullback first half of the year. Second half of the year, we'll see a rally. The one good thing we have going for us, where we didn't we didn't have this last year, was the bond market. So right, we've we felt pretty strongly about bonds to start the year here. Uh, they've done pretty well, actually, the last couple of months. So I I do think. I do think there's there's shelter for people, and and people have a good chunk of their portfolios in bonds. They do typically, yeah, bonds and cash. I mean, some of the money market rates are in the four percent range now. Some of the the rates on the T bills and the are for a two year Treasury bill. I think it's still over four percent, right? So it's it's even though in, inflation is still six or seven percent, making four percent of your money is way better than you know. It's I don't think we've seen those rates since two thousand six. No, where yeah. you could get a one-year CD paying four percent, five percent. Right, it's been a long time. Right, yeah, you can get an I bond for around seven percent. Yep. So we've been telling people to go go get I bonds. Still, I think you can only get ten thousand dollars per social security number 
yeah. uh, per calendar year. Per calendar But it's year. a great way to, to make some interest. Right. You know, I do think it's important if people, you know, they're realizing, hey, 22 was not great. I do think it it's a great time to talk to your financial advisor and and see if there's anything that, that needs to be changed or tweaked. You know, if, if making sure that your goals are still on track is so important for people. You know, it's not... I tell people it's not timing the market, it's time in the market. The longer you're in the market, in a, a well-allocated portfolio, the more wealth you will build and the, the better planned for retirement you'll be. You'll be ready for it. And we've been doing this for years now where we, we take a look at, you know, our investments and then we look at, we do financial plans for people and we just make sure they're on track. and. A lot of times you'll see you'll find that when when you run the financial plan and the market's gone down so much people get really nervous about the here and now but the plan takes into account your whole time horizon you know through age 90 95 and and it and it kind of comforts people and showing them you're you're still okay Right. You, you can still do this. Right. Every seven or eight years, there's going to be a bad year in, in for anybody investing. You just you have to be able to tolerate those storms and get through those tough periods so we can get to another bull market. Right. Right. In closing, we like the second half of this year, just not the first half of the year. We think it's it's still going to be a bumpy ride. I do. I do think the first half is going to be bumpy. Second half, much better. I think the earnings will be better in the second half. I think they'll have the we'll have a better picture of where interest rates really are going. Hopefully, they'll will be in a pause mode by this summer. Interest rates have paused, not going up again. You know, and one stat I keep thinking about is every time that the government says we're in a recession. You know, five years from that point, the S and P has doubled. So, for, you know, if we can, I believe we're close to a recession, if not already in a recession. But the government hasn't; they haven't said that yet. They haven't, you know, done their their calculation to say, "Oh, we're officially in a recession." Once that happens, I think that's when people start to take money out of savings and out of the money market and invest it because they know once it's announced, you know. Five years from now, the the S and P is going to be doubled. Right, and I I agree with you. I think I think the government. I think we've been in a recession. I think the government hasn't come out out and said it because I think it's more political. And probably, I think, probably, I think they're just waiting to waiting for us to be a little bit more down the road to have a little bit more clear of a picture to where they can say, okay, we're in a recession, and then you know, three months, four months later, you see the market turn around. They don't want to say, you know, we're in a recession and wait like eight to 12 months for the market sure. to, to bounce back. Sure. Think why they're not saying it is because employment still is pretty strong. Right. They're hanging on to that last thread. Yeah, the employment, the employment number. Right. Right. That could be coming very soon here. I, I like what you said earlier. You should talk to your financial advisor, have a plan if you haven't already done so, and and just kind of have a plan for, for this year and going forward. Right. Yeah, taking that longer-term approach always helps. You're not investing in, in anticipation of needing the money 
six months, 12 months from now, I mean, that money should be in a savings account. But if you're retiring, you know, years down the road, you need to have, you know, some, I believe, dividend growth investments, you know, so you can have income and growth in retirement. Right. You want to, you want to, you want to stay in the market with, with that longer term money. Right. You don't want to miss the, the, the big up days that we, we might have. I No, you don't want to miss those. I, I, I read somewhere, I don't remember, where half of your annual returns comes from being invested in, in probably there's like five days during the year. Yeah, the five best days, yeah. the up days. You, you don't want to be, you, you, and yet you never know when the, the, those days are going to come. No, and you can't get in once it starts. It's, we may have up. we may have already had one of those days earlier this year where we saw the you know the 700 800 point day right. up in the market. Right. You don't want to miss that. So, no. 22 was good for the Detroit Lions, so John. <laughs> don't forget that. It was it was it was a finally a year that we could get get behind the Lions. So Yeah, and we took Green Bay out of the playoffs. That it was nothing gets better than taking Green Bay <laughs> out of the playoffs and Aaron Rodgers. <coughs> Thanks, everybody, as always, for listening. This podcast was for educational purposes only. Please give us a review and like our podcast wherever you listen. And I know a lot of you, we email a lot of you the podcast, but you can go to iTunes or Spotify and give us a rating on one of those platforms. That would be yeah. great. That You can also find us there at 10 Minute Money. And you can... Ask us questions. You can find our website at www.royaloakfinancialadvisors.com for any of your finance-related questions. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, John. Thank you for joining John Dyer and Paul Erickson on this 10-Minute Money podcast. John and Paul are financial advisors with Royal Oak Financial Advisors in Michigan, a fee-only RIA who specialize in helping their clients better understand their investments. If you watch the pennies, the dollars will come. 